Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, C. Spears. And Rad B. He's still with the Rad B. I don't understand yeah, we're it. Trying we're trying it out. Go we're with trying it out. <laughs> Today we go back to class to honor our favorite teachers from TV and movies in the 80s. I'll tell you what then. Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class? All right. Maybe I will. Don't forget, Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media Mobile app. Joining us today, Steve, she's ready to teach us a thing or two about segmentology. It's the often imitated, never duplicated, and only occasionally mimeographed Jen with one N. Hello. Is that really a thing? Oh, I can't wait to tell what people said segmentology is. All of those words, and you pick mimeographs. <laughs> well, hey, you know that's all. It's, that's a, a unique experience to '80s generation. I don't think they do that anymore. I don't think you get that that purple ink smelling paper anymore. Let, let me this is pop, pop quiz, guys. Pop quiz. What's the best color to mimeograph? What color paper is the best color for mimeographing in the '80s? We'll add that in. Uh, pink, yellow. It is goldenrod. I'm sorry, you're both wrong. Oh, goldenrod. Oh. That was yeah. also, by the way, my nickname in uh, high school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Check, I don't know please. why. <laughs> check. Sorry. I'm still waiting for the check over here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here's the idea. We um, are obviously just entering a brand new school season for uh, those of you with kids at home. You're probably well aware. They're probably already in school. The He's, buses are blocking up the streets. Oh, God. You're not even kidding about that. My commute just doubled. See? So, Jen, all. so Jen had this great idea. Like, let's, hey, we've never talked about teachers in the 80s. You know, we're going we're gonna to do that. So today we're each going to honor um, our own personal favorite TV teacher or movie teacher. And we might also um, say a few kind words about a real teacher of ours in the 80s. We'll shout them out. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, I always thought I needed a mentor for uh, or a teacher figuring out fantasy football. But thankfully, we now live in a digital age and we have FanDuel as a sponsor of the podcast. I, I can't believe the NFL season is already here. I mean, I think I was more nervous picking out my FanDuel lineup this week than I was preparing for the show. I told you before, stop sweating it. With FanDuel, it's a new game every week. So you're not locked into the same goofball lineup you probably picked for week one. Hey, you know. The California Rolling Blackouts stand on their own. Uh, 
Better than the Florida that Hurricanes. Actually is a, <laughs> that, oh, that actually is a, a fantasy football team name I used a few years ago. So did you follow through on your threat to draft Jameis Winston as your quarterback for week one, Spears? No, no. I'm a Bucks fan, but it doesn't make me a crazy fantasy football fan. Uh, the Bucks were supposed to play the Dolphins for week one in Miami, but thanks to Ooh. Hurricane Irma, that game is now not happening in Miami. I doubt they'll play it anywhere in Florida, actually. So consequently, no Bucks or Dolphin players uh, on my lineup. That's what's so cool about FanDuel. A uh, new game every single week. Hurricane, no hurricane, dust storm, whatever. Because they're a sponsor of Stuck in the 80s, we have a special promo to tell you about in a minute. Look, we're not the first two people to figure out that FanDuel is pretty cool. More than 2.5 million players have already won cash prizes playing FanDuel. You can actually start for just a single dollar, pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score in real time. That is, assuming I have electricity come uh, Sunday. Charge your devices. Spearsy, any word from listeners on forming a Stuck in the 80s league? No, not yet, but I think everyone was kind of obsessed last week with uh, college football, but they'll come around. Okay. Well, email us at podcast at sit80s.com if you're interested in forming a private league with me and Spearsy. But first, remember, sign up today at FanDuel.com. Just click the Join Now button. Use our promo code RADICAL. That should be familiar enough to everyone by now. New users will get a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with more than $1 million in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com and sign up with promo code RADICAL. That's FanDuel.com. You know the promo code by now. Void where prohibited. Now that we've schooled everyone with FanDuel, let's talk about our favorite teachers in the 80s, Spearsy. Hey, did anyone actually pick a football coach as a teacher in the 80s? Uh, Ixnay on the football K Spearsy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> B-Rad, let's start with you. Uh, which teachers from the 80s are you honoring today? Well, my pick today is uh, Mr. Kerber. And why do you not know who Mr. Kerber is? Because I don't think his name is ever mentioned in the film itself. Mr. Kerber is the geometry teacher from the movie Better Off Dead. Formations, hereto made orientable in our diagram by connecting the various points H-I-G-K, P-E-G-Q, and L-M-N-O, creating our geometric configurations, which have no properties but with location. R equal to the described triangle CAB quintuplicated. Therefore, it is also the five triangles composing the aforementioned NIGH each R equal to the triangle CAB in this geometric concept. (laughs) Therefore, in a like manner, the geometric metaphors can derive a repeated vectoral sum. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. Please, take them out. This is the greatest classroom scene in the history of 80s comedies. It is so on point because everyone hated math, right? I mean, only nerds like me like math. But math was like a scary, awful class, and everyone in this class is enjoying it and engaged and like, oh, we only have 47 pages of reading tonight. It is great. I hated math. Yeah, this scene always helped me sell this movie to people. <laughs> the line, Mr. Meyer, <laughs> please join us at the blackboard and show us your solution to this paltry geometric dilemma was often trotted out. You know what's kind of cool, though? The same actor who plays uh, Mr. Kerber also plays uh, Mr. Vargas in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. 
Yeah, and in the series oh, festival. Yeah. So I guess I got a Vincent Chiavelli thing going on. <laughs> Lele. And before he got his teaching credential, he was delivering sandwiches in night shift. Oh, that's right. Because uh, he, oh, he the got sandwich, all the big rolls. The mustard. He smears it on the wall. Yeah, he, there you go. No mustard. I will say the scene gets a little creepy at the end now when you watch it when he asks uh, Mr. Meyer. Well, first he asks Lane to stay after class, which you're like, okay, he's going to read him the riot act, which as an aside is actually very short. He asks him for permission to date his now ex-girlfriend, which is kind of super creepy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they drive off together after school in his... uh, Oh, that's right. He actually does do it. He actually does drive off with her. In his white cabriolet. Drew... Just Drew, are you listening? Does Drew have that car, same car? Drew had that same car in college. Oh my gosh. Well, there we go. But I don't know if he ever asked out Beth. Should have. Beth, by the way, played by whom? Amanda Weiss. Yep. Who will also be at? 80s in the Sand. 80s in the Sand. your stateroom. There we go. That's the centerpiece. That's my centerpiece. Rubbing oil on your shoulders. So that, of course, uh, that reminded me of the side, not the 80s in the Sand thing, but the... uh, you know, the asking your student out thing uh, reminded me of a note I got from Gail in D.C. who said, you know, teachers in the 80s, that always makes me think of the police song, Don't Stand So Close to Me. Yeah, uh, that's totally right. She's yeah. she's spot on. It's so funny when you go when you watch movies from the 80s. I mean, other decades, too, but especially in the 80s. Things that used to be okay, <laughs> it is strange yeah. to watch them now. And you're like, wow, that was incredibly sexist or racist or you know, homophobic or list goes on. But yeah. you, you hope oh, I remember- you sort of like pass. You're like, just kind of, okay, go I'll get back to the 80s parts that I love. You know. Well, think about all right. the movies that where um, the, the whole plot is, you know, a guy seduces his teacher, you know, private tutor, my tutor, all those, all those movies where that was like the main shtick was, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we're, we live we live in a different time now. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes we're like, the best. You, you watch those movies. I watched Sixteen Candles with the kids, and when they introduced the Long Duck Dong character, they were both just horrified. They're like, "What in the world is that?" Oh <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like I, I can't even apologize for it. I'm sorry. It's yeah. horrible. Kids today. I'm telling you. So, Brad, did you have a real life teacher that sort of uh, you look back on as one of your inspirations? Well, not so much an inspiration as a funny story, which is what we trade in here at Stuck in the 80s. But my my freshman year physical science teacher named Mr. Jones, but we all called him CD. Uh, his first name was something with a C, and I assume his middle name also was had a D in it. But we were supposed to call him Mr. Jones, but we all called him CD behind his back, right? Everyone does that? No. Right? Yeah. No, you oh, don't yeah. have like a nickname for the teacher that you're not supposed to call him? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm walking down the hall one day the other direction, and he walks by, and I say, hey, CD. <laughs> <laughs> now picture picture scrawny you know 142 pound brad shoved into a corner by mr jones who looks me in the eye and says mr williams when i am sitting on a couch at your house after having just finished a five course meal and a lovely bottle of wine and you are lighting a cigar for me then you may call me CD. But until then, I remain Mr. Jones. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Mr. Jones. I love Which him. Nice. Just terrified me. But actually, he was a really good teacher. He was like one of the only hard graders in that whole school. And I felt like, well, I have to really earn my A in this class. Um, so that was cool. 
Um, bad real life teacher. I had a college calculus professor who looked like the actor who played Baron Harkonnen in the oh, new movie. No. <laughs> oh, it was awful. I couldn't bring myself to go to class. I've dropped classes for worse reasons than that. Hey, Jen, who was your pick for uh, TV or movie teacher of the 80s? So my teacher from the 80s, uh, my first pick here, is from a TV show called Head of the Class, and that's Mr. Charlie Moore. And he's played, of course, by Howard Hessman, who I still think of first, not as Mr. Moore, but as Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This was just always like a, a good, it was an entertaining show. And so it was on from 86 to 91. And by the time I was actually in high school, I stopped watching it because then I was in high school and actually having a life <laughs> um, <laughs> like these kids were. But I love the the premise. You guys remember the show? It's like a, a classroom of academically talented students. So it was like a real mix of like, you know, the the... The, the bad boy who you could tell was bad because he wore a leather jacket and that's about it. Um, and then the, <laughs> po- the poetic artsy girl. And, and of course, remember Robin Givens was in that class too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So it was, I, I thought it was a fun class and I always liked Mr. Moore because he didn't seem like the perfect teacher, which is sometimes a trap of TV teachers. Sure. Um, but he was also like somebody who listened to the kids and actually seemed to teach stuff to the Students, I don't know. I enjoyed that show very much. Did you talk to Simone? Well, yes. I... Oh, great. After one year of soul searching talks, I bet she feels like dog food. Uh, no offense. I feel bad, but at least we're all in, right? Well, you know, that, that, this, that thing about writing, it's, it's, it's so subjective. Are we in or not? Someone once said writing is rewriting. It was probably Simone. <laughs> now, Eric's piece was very strong. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just leaving you something to think about. So do you remember Um, at the end of, um, at the end of Pee Wee's big adventure when they leave the movie and he says to Dottie, I don't need to watch it. I lived it. Yeah. That's how you lived this. this. That's how I feel about this. I never, I've never seen a single episode of this program, but you've lived it. I lived it. I didn't have to watch it. So one fun thing is when I was a junior in high school, I was living in Las Vegas, and one of the students, actually one of the actors that played one of the students from head of the class, um, came in, and we were all so excited. It was Tony O'Dell, who played Alan the Preppy. Nice. I bagged his groceries. Hmm. What did he buy? That is not a double entendre. <laughs> I was going to um, say, a euphemism? <laughs> no. He actually, yes, thank you. he actually bought some groceries, and I... I cannot tell you what he bought because I don't remember. That was a long time ago. We'll go with that. We'll go with Dubbars. We'll go with I ate chili across the bar counter from Dan Schneider in uh, Burbank. Recently? Well, no. It's been, gosh, it's probably been eight or ten years at least. Well, we're 50 years old. That's recently. He was was Dennis, right? Yeah, the computer geek. And and Ricky in Better Off Dead and a pretty celebrated TV producer at this point. So, Jen, did you have a runner-up teacher? I did. When I was trying to think of any teacher at all, I couldn't think of very many women, which is so funny because there's actually, obviously lots of women teachers in the world. And I couldn't think of one that it was like really meant something or anything at all. The one teacher I thought of was the uh, the PE teacher who tried to help Molly Ringwald out in Pretty in Pink, but I was like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty, pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> weak sauce. So, yeah. So I picked a, a, a football coach named Molly McGrath from Wildcats. Um, who is Goldie Hawn. And we all know, we all know Wildcats. We all love Wildcats. We love the awesome theme song, Wildcats. <laughs> yeah, um, there's something. It's the sport yeah. of and I, and, better than diamond rings. 
Football. Football. So bad. <laughs> but I love this movie. And I especially when I, I think of like karate kid type scenes is the track scene in the beginning where Coach Molly proves herself to the team by like running lap after lap until they all like are exhausted. And then she throws her stopwatch down that her dad gave her that was inscribed and and like they broke it and she throws it in front of them and it's pouring rain and they're all soaking. And she says, you owe me a new stopwatch. Very inspirational teacher slash coach. <laughs> yeah. 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 Steve, what about you? Who's your main pick? Um, I don't know why. I, I, a lot of names flashed through my, my head when I was trying to come up with this. And then I eventually settled on the teacher Jaime Escalante from the 1988 movie Stand and Deliver. Minus two plus two equals zero. He just filled the hole. Did you know that neither the Greeks nor the Romans were capable of using the concept of zero? It was your ancestors, the Mayas, who first contemplated the zero, the absence of value. True story. You burros have math in your blood. Standing deliver, of course, true story. In fact, the, uh, the actual teacher was named Jaime Escalante, and he was a math teacher at Garfield High School in East L.A., and when the school was failing, he took it upon himself to, to try to improve overall academics by helping the students with their math. And it's essentially what his goal was, was to create an AP calculus class for his kids. This he actually did in real life. When um, he was interviewed after the movie, he, he loved the movie. He said it was 90% real and 10%, you know, Hollywood. But... Um, <laughs> Which is which is pretty good. If if you can get the real life subject of something to say it was ninety percent true and ten percent Hollywood, that's, I think that's a victory. That's a pretty good cut. Yeah. yeah. So so I was reading about it, and it turns out that Edward James Olmos, who played uh, Jaime Escalante, sat down with uh, the teacher, and they went over the script, and they changed his lines to be whatever uh, Escalante could remember actually saying at those moments. Huh. So some of the lectures that he gives his kids about fractions and arithmetic and calculus, stuff that he says to his school administrators, stuff he says to the people from the testing administration, were as as best as he could remember it, word for word, what actually wow. happened in real life. So that's cool. That's awesome. He's really cool. Um, ever- well, no wonder he said that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, he got what he wanted. He got the movie as close to to real life as possible. There are a couple discrepancies in it. The movie accelerates it a lot. He didn't go from t- teaching him fractions to teaching him calculus in, within the course of a year. It took three or four years. Was there a um, math montage in there? No, not really. No math montage? <laughs> in the movie, he suffers from, uh, a heart attack. That never really happened. Stuff like that. Stuff that was added you know, to, to make it more interesting. Edward James almost would go on and he would get a Oscar nomination and a Golden Globe nomination for playing the part. He, didn't, he did not win either, sadly. Um, hmm. The real actual Jaime Escalante uh, left teaching in the early 90s, and um, he did have some health problems, and he died in 2010 at the age of 79. Oh. But he he and Edward James almost stayed friends pretty much to the end of his life. Nice. Well, that makes me so happy. That is such a feel-good story coming from you, Spearsy. Yeah, Are you I'm well? Just ha- I'm just a naturally happy and perky guy. So... <laughs> Sadly, Speaking of naturally happy and perky guys, do you have a runner-up for us? Steve? I do. I do a very Spearsonian pick for runner-up: uh, Ben Stein and Ferris Bueller. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone 
Anyone? The Great Depression. Passed the... Anyone? Anyone? A tariff bill, the Hawley-Smoot Tariff Act, which... Anyone? Raised or lowered? Raised tariffs in an effort to collect more revenue for the federal government. Did it work? Anyone? Anyone know the effects? It did not work, and the United States sank deeper into the Great Depression. Ben Stein, as most of us probably know, this is not exactly a top secret. He had a degree in economics, well-known expert in it. When John Hughes cast him to be in Ferris Bueller, he basically just said, you have no lines, just stand in front of the classroom and give a lecture on economics. Well, he taught at Pepperdine. Yeah. He's not just a, you know, I mean, there's no, uh, there aren't a whole lot of jobs for economics majors other than working for the government, being an actuarial or teaching. Right. So essentially. Or acting. Or acting. Right. Right. So so essentially everything except for the roll call improv. So. The Holly Smoot tariff bill. (laughs) Yes. Something DOO economics. When, whenever, ever since I saw that movie, and I, I wonder if other people feel the same, whenever I hear the phrase voodoo economics, you know who I'm thinking yeah. about, and it's not Ronald Reagan. No, it's, 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 I it's, usually go to that remix of um, Desire, the U2 remix, that has the, the voodoo economics soundbite in it. I don't think I've heard that one. Me neither. It's cool. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I usually turn that song off when it comes on. It's because you're a hater. I am a hater. Uh, I do have a real-life uh, teacher I want to give a shout-out to. In um, high school, I had a history teacher, Mr. Questenberry, and he was the guy who first encouraged me to to be a writer. So he said um, he was unimpressed with my skills and remembering anything about European history, but he said I could write my way out of any sort of problem, and uh, <laughs> I would lean on that for years afterwards to this day. So hats off so- to Mr. Questenberry. So he was a history teacher. He was a history teacher, but he taught AP European history, and you had to write a term paper. And so I wrote a term paper on the French Revolution, and he just was wowed by it. He used to give it to uh, students in classes after I graduated as an example of how to write a term paper. That's awesome. Nice. I I love that he wasn't an English teacher or your, like, newspaper teacher. teacher or you know what yeah. i mean that it was history it's interesting yeah yeah he's i remember him i think he wrote something on my paper that says spearsy are you really this good or something wow. i didn't say spearsy Wowzers. that's that's <laughs> you know what i mean steve I that's awesome so yes yeah, so i remembered that i wish i'd kept it i would like to have still read that i don't know why i was i don't hold on to things the way i should but uh yeah. there's one thing i'd really like to hold on to the, the seconds Hey, hey, it's Jen with one N, and this Seggies, we're doing something a little different. We're switching it up. Think of it as like back-to-school testing time, but more fun. You heard the theme song. It's 8675309 Game Time. And if it goes well, we're really going to need another name because that's very long to say. (laughs) But you you guys, are you guys up for this? It's going to be Steve against Brad. Spearsy v. B-Rad. Can you guys? Yeah, yeah. I I prefer Rad B. I'm never going to remember that. That could actually I, be a question. Be- that could be a question in the quiz, and I still wouldn't know. What's Brad's new nickname? I have no idea. Is that really your new nickname, Brad? Uh, it is this show. Okay, great. Um, all right, so here's how it's going to go. There's going to be three separate rounds. There's going to be a little bit different, something a little different in each round. 
and we'll do a score check at the end of each round. So I'm going to need each of you to keep your own score, and I'll also keep score just to make sure everything's fair. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah. We'll give it a go. Cool. So here's how you buzz in. You say your own name to buzz in. Make sense? (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, so... Oh, now it's Brad. So I I, I would suggest Brad and Steve just to keep things simple. Okay, ready? (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. All right, here we go. So you're saying your name to buzz in, and I will call whoever is, is whoever I hear is the first person buzzing in. So round one is called Quotable 80s. Okay. I'm going to read a quote from a movie, and you buzz in and tell me the name of that movie. Ready? Okay. So it's social, demented and sad, but social. Brad Steve. I heard Brad on that one. What? I did. That was me. I was first. Yeah, that's that's Bender and Breakfast Club. Pitch, you'll find out you're wrong. That's Bender and Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah. You also don't need. To, you don't get extra credit for saying who said it, Brad. So oh, just so words from you can minus one point for Brad. <laughs> All right, wish. ready? Next one. Here we go. They're here. Steve. Brad. Steve. Poltergeist. I don't want to sell anything. Buy anything. Brad. Oh, shoot. Go ahead, Brad. Let's say anything. All right. Until then, remember, we're all in this together. Schooner Tuna. The Steve. Tu- Go ahead. Mr. Mom. Very well done. Well, good night, Michael. It was a wonderful party. My date left with someone else. I had a lot of fun. Do you have any second all? I, I don't know that. I got no clue. Oh, I stumped you both. That is the wonderful and talented Terry Gar from Tootsie. Oh, oh shoot. All right. Next one. Why should I, why should I be happy about being a grandmother? Uh, Brad. Uh, Steve? Brad. Terms of endearment? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was a stab in the dark. Dogs and cats living together. Brad. Uh, Steve. Uh, Ghostbusters, obviously. <laughs> I believe in the sweet spot. Soft Brad. Corpor- Steve. Brad. <laughs> Bull Durham. <laughs> Very well done. You're not going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe? Steve. Brad. Steve. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Listen to me, mister. You're my knight in shining armor. Don't forget it. Brr. No. I got nothing. I got oh. nothing. No. It's that teenage sex comedy on Golden Pond. Uh, uh, you know, I never saw that. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> All right, ready? <laughs> Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Steve. Brad. Steve. Batman. I carried a watermelon. Steve. Go. Dirty dancing. Yeah. Never seen it. Proud of it. All my life I've been waiting for someone, and when I find her, she's a fish. Brad. Go. (sighs) Go ahead. It's Splash. You are my density. Steve. Brad. Steve. Back to the future. I know you care about him. I've never seen you like this about anyone, so please don't take it wrong when I tell you that I believe... That Tom, while a very nice guy, Steve. is the devil. Steve. Broadcast news. Very good. I would have been mad if you got that one wrong. Last one for this round one. And you? What do you dream about? Steve. Steve. Purple rain. Woohoo! So our score count is Brad with five and Steve with nine. Yes! So, no, you're still... It's We're in nine to five. <laughs> 
What a way to beat Brad's ass. Are you guys I think, ready? For- I, think that, I think there's some delay in the line. I think Steve is getting the questions earlier than I am. Round two is called The Soundtracks of Our Lives. So Ooh. what I'm going to do is name the songs off of a soundtrack in the order that it's actually listed. And if the movie is in the name of the song, I'll just say movie title instead of that. Instead of the okay. title. Okay. okay. You guys ready? Yeah, yep. this is going to be tough. Get ready with your buzzers. If you leave. Steve. Left of se- Steve. Uh, that is from Pretty in Pink. Okay, great. Hellhole. Tonight I'm going to rock you. T- Steve. Don't tap. Dang, man. You're on a roll. Okay, here we go. Brad, it's not too late. That's okay. I'm in it to win it. Raised on the radio. Somebody's Steve. Ba- Steve. Fast times raised my high. Fast times. Oh, yeah. Danger zone. Lead me Brad. on. Mm, it was very close. I'm going to say Brad. Top gun. Good times. Lost in Steve. the shadows. Steve. Lost boys. I never would have gotten that. That's right. Movie title. What a feeling. Steve. He's a. Oh, flash dance. dance. Yeah. You knew that one, Brad. I did. All right. I think we have one more in this round. The original show title theme Smuggler's Blues. Steve. Own the Night. Yeah. Wait, what's Smuggler's Blues? Miami Vice. And who sings Smuggler's Blues? Uh, Wait, that's Glenn a- Fry. Glenn Fry. I didn't realize the TV show soundtracks were in this. Yeah, that category. Kind of, that's I'm why I almost didn't complaint. do it. I was like, well, but. When she- but it is a soundtrack. She didn't say. She didn't say movie soundtrack. Yeah. She just said soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. might have said movie soundtrack. As a rules lawyer, I appreciate the fact that the rules did not include that information that I assumed it to my detriment. Man, Steve crushed me at that. Sorry, I just. That's okay, man. That was your. That's your wheelhouse. Well, yeah. All right. So, Brad, you currently have so six. It's, so it's like six to fifteen. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Fifteen. All right. So the third and final round. I really, truly think. Well, it may not be mathematically possible, but let's make it. Tr- let's try to make it mathematically possible. This third round is called Scattergories. Oh, do you guys remember that name? No. Let me tell you what it says in Wikipedia. This creative thinking category-based party game was originally published by Parker Brothers in 1988. So here's how this round's going to go. I remember the box. Yeah, it's red, right? It's like in everyone's uh-huh. closet. So yeah. how this game goes is I'm going to start naming things and then you'll have to tell me what category i'm naming okay so we're gonna do a practice round all right and when you think you know the category is there only one possible category though yes okay i mean it's not gonna be like they're humans like it's not gonna be like (laughs) (laughs) it it will be more specific okay we'll give a shot okay you guys ready north american humans (laughs) right so this is practice okay. round. Okay, okay, here we go. Okay. And then buzz in by saying your name when you think you've okay. got it. Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman. Brad. Brad. MTV Original VJs. Awesome. So you ready to play? Yeah, yeah. I got it. Here we go. Steve's so dismissive. He's like, I'm saving it for when it counts. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Angela Bauer. Carla Tortelli. Peg Bundy. Steve. Maggie Seaver. Uh, characters in uh, Married with Children. I'm going to keep going. Maggie Seaver. TV Elise bombs. Keaton. Steve, TV bombs. Uh. Steve, I will give you that point. <laughs> okay, ready? N- next one. 
A Love Bazaar, When You Were Mine, Sugar Walls, The Glamorous Life. Brad. Songs written by Prince. Yes. Well, should have known. Every now and then, even the blind squirrel will find the nut. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You ready? Mikey, Steph, Brand, Andy, Mouth, Chunk, Data. Brad. Brad. The Goonies. Well done. That's uh, the only reason I got that is because Steve hates that movie. I don't take the point. (laughs) They all die at the end. Fair enough. You know what they say. Book the gig. Take the point. All right. Here we go. Billy Ocean, Run DMC, Rick Springfield, Madonna, Thompson Twins, The Cars, Phil Collins. Brad. Brad. Uh, Bands appearing at the Philadelphia Live Aid concert. It's more specific. I was going to say just plain old Live Aid, but that's you get the point. Yeah, I figured it out just at the time you rang in. I was going to say Phil Collins twice, too, just to give you an extra (laughs) hint. An extra (laughs) shot at it. Right. All right, here we go. Slaves of New York, Bright Lights Big City, The Color Purple, Bonfire of the Vanities. Brad. Brad. Books uh, made into movies in the 80s? Yes. Wow. Well done. A lot of books that were made into movies in the 80s. Randy, Reby, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine. Brad. Brad. The Jackson Brothers. Woo-hoo. Well, I didn't even get down to LaToya or Janet, but yes. Well, okay. That's um, Jackson's. I guess well, I should be I'll less specific. Yeah, because Reby's a lady. All right, oh, here we go. Gosh darn it. It's okay. My bad. You get Sorry, Reby. You get the point. Explorers, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, Cocoon, Brother from Another Planet, Mac and Me, Starman, Enemy Mine. Steve. Earth- Brad. Steve. Movies about extraterrestrials in the 80s? Yes. Guilty of overthinking that one. I'm like, yeah, I was like, what? Kind of, there's, a, there's a thread here. What is it? <laughs> Movies with bad science fiction spaceships. No, that's not it. <laughs> that is very specific. All right, we're going to go pop culture a little bit. Here we go. Rob Lowe, Sean Penn and Madonna, Vanessa Williams, Millie Vanilli, Pete Rose, Gary Hart and Donna Rice, Jimmy Swaggart, Steve. Steve. Um, Scandal ridden figures of the 80s. That sounds good to me. All right. This is the last one. You ready? We're 27 points, so Brad has a chance. (laughs) Here we go. Press your luck. Bumper stumpers. Double dare. Brad. Game shows. Brad, you just earned 27 points. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stick with my measly one point. So I think it is not terribly close. Brad, you've got 12. Spearsy, you've got 18. But respectable. Hey, I got into double digits. You know, at some point you start, you know, you're mentally, you're like, I'm going to win this game. I'm going to win this game. Let me just make it close. Okay, I can't make it close. Okay, let me get into double digits. I think I can do that. You totally got into double digits. Totally. Categories. Categories is three-dimensional thinking. and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, no, that wasn't easy. That's why I saved it for the last round. That's yeah. why I'm heading into the cloud. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is it next week? I think next week the Wrath of Khan is playing in theaters. It is. I'm going. It is. Oh I'm my god! Going. Yes, I'm totally going. It's playing um, on the 10th and on the 13th. The 10th in Florida may not be a good date to, to be going to the movie theater. To be out and about. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I did not mean to jump immediately to that. Um, let's let's post game this. That was fun. That was good. I really like that. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh good, good. 
Good. I'm hoping people who were listening to um, had a chance to play along too. I know. I feel bad that I kind of shut things. I mean, I made it. I shut. I gave the answer too fast. Sometimes I feel like people at home didn't really get a chance to play along. But I did. Yeah, really. like I care about our listeners. <laughs> I do. I do. I care about winning, Steve. W i n n i n g. Well, next time, oh, well. show it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm capable of it. It just means I care about it. Oh my god, that was fun! Yeah, Jen, Jen has been like teasing us with this for for months now, I think, and we just haven't had a good chance to do it. And man, that was fun! That was the most fun I've had all day. Oh, good, good, yeah. And if people like the game, let us know. And if you also could give me a better name for it, that'd be awesome too. Better than eight six seven five three zero nine time for trivia or whatever it was. Nine times. Nine. Uh, I don't remember being absent nine times. Well, it's cool. It was, we had a great time. Um, it was fun to talk about the teachers. If you've got kids back in school, um, you certainly form they're forming memories of their own that they can talk about podcasts I 40 years from now. Them, <laughs> <laughs> I suggest putting them out at the bus stop an hour or two early so you have a little bit more time to yourself. Yeah, exactly. I just want to give a shout out to any teachers who are in the Stuck in the 80s um, listening audience, 80s Nation, if you're a teacher, thanks. It's a hard job, man. And I, I respect teachers and librarian and all those school type folks for... Um, raising the next generation of people who will be forced to listen to their parents' music, <laughs> like mine. <laughs> I, love, I love teachers. I, I, I would love to have become a history teacher. That was, that was like my plan B. So thanks, Mr. Questenberry. Uh, in the meantime, uh, don't forget our new sponsor, FanDuel. Jen will be back, hopefully, with a new name for this uh, seggy soon. But until then, Jen, myself, and B-Rad, or Rad B, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Teacher! Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.